Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of V Radio. Um, one of my panelists might still be uh, getting ready, but uh, the other two are here. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Now, starting with Thunder. Hello, everybody. It's me again. Good old Thunder. Okay, and uh, Dark Dancer. Hi, I'm a dark dancer or a Gilbert from the Netherlands, and uh, I've been a previous candidate on here as well, so I uh, will refrain from further introduction. <laughs> candidate? Yeah, you're yeah, a candidate. Are you running for something? <laughs> is TV back to the keyboard yet? Yeah. Oh, there good. Well, since you've been gone so long, JV, you can reintroduce yourself to my listeners. Muhahaha. <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Chibi. You're kind of quiet, JV. Sorry, is that better? A little bit. I'll I'll toy with it while you get started. All right. Well, uh, a couple of days ago I was in TeamSpeak 3, and um, uh, somebody brought to my attention this website for these people called the Promethean Workers. Uh, I guess there's some kind of offshoot of the Zeitgeist movement. I haven't really gotten into that, but one thing in particular that bothered me was there open letter about the concept of trademarking the uh, resource-based economy, um, which they, throughout this whole thing, I mean, we're going to go over, you know, a bit of it today. I'm not going to read absolutely all of it because some of it is not really relevant, but um, throughout this whole thing, you're basically looking at just, they say it's like scholarly debate, but it's really just kind of vicious, you know, ad hominem kind of stuff. And um, so that's what we're going to be going into tonight. Um, if anybody has any more information or questions about this or comments to make, obviously, you know, I can either add you via Skype or I can um, add you directly through, you know, you can call into the Blog Talk switchboard. Now, um, I want to address a couple of things, actually, one of which was uh, somebody recently on the forums made the idea that, or stated the idea that there was clickishness in the Zeitgeist movement. I, I, I imagine that's possible. But they said that there was clickishness determining who gets to be on the radio broadcast. And that's really not true at all. Uh, if I'm in, you know, basically when I'm looking for panelists, I generally just go on TS3, you know, and I say, hey, who wants to go on the show today? And it's generally open to just, you know, anybody. They just have to have Skype so that they have better sound quality. So that's, that's all there is. You know, if you want to be on the radio, all you have to do is ask. So... Um, but anyway, uh, that out of it, that being said, one of my other listeners asked me to talk about this. Um, apparently, uh, it's, there's a website called savetheinternet.com, and on there you'll see this uh, like form letter thing to be able to tell the FCC to stand up for net neutrality. Uh, will control over the Internet remain in the hands of users and innovators like us? Or will a handful of telephone and cable companies determine which websites you see and which you don't? Urge the FCC to protect net neutrality once and for all. Um, so I just wanted to bring this to your attention because my, my listener, obviously, you know, we should all be concerned about it considering that, you know, uh, programs like these, uh, the ability to see things like zeitgeist and things of that nature are, you know, very much in threat. And, uh, the reason these corporations would like to see net neutrality go away is because of things like the only reason why Ron Paul continued to exist as far as the American people was concerned is because of his internet following. 
the the only reason I met Mike Gravel was because of the internet. You know, they they don't it, basically the internet is one of the biggest things that's a, a a thorn in their side, so to speak. And honestly, I mean, without the internet, we wouldn't even have a Zeitgeist movement. So just some things to take into account. You know, I've had people complain in the past about me bringing up other stuff on my show that's not necessarily relevant directly to the topic, but um, this was kind of something somebody brought to me last minute, so think of it as kind of um, uh, breaking news. I guess the, uh, the, the time limit on when this can be dealt with is uh, January 14th, which is two days from now. So if you want to tell the FCC to stand up for net neutrality, now would be the time. Uh, that website, again, is savetheinternet.com. Um, so, uh, in addition, as far as news about things going on with the show, uh, the new vradio.org website will be ready soon. Um, it's going to have a lot of interesting features on it that we didn't have on the previous one that was more just kind of a really simple setup for the other one. And um, everything that you had before will be there, plus some new stuff. Like, you won't have to go to that uh, internet post anymore for, um, like, the forum post to get to my archives. There'll be like a special archive section set up. The must-see TV will be available now as a tab where you can go and in many cases watch many of the videos in the players that are actually on my website. Zeitgeist TV will have a totally new format that you know you won't even have to go to the Justin TV website except to make your Justin TV account so that you can um, participate in chat. A lot of really good things going on with that. And um, that being said, basically I'd like to get started. Um, I'm going to first go to the chat and provide the link to this Save the Internet thing. Um, and uh, then I'm going to offer you a link to my response, which is what this is about. I mean, I was thinking about doing a blog post about this, but um, the reason I didn't is I wanted to use the quoting feature that's on the forums that my blogger doesn't have, so made it much easier to read. Uh, but anyway, so um, I'm going to go ahead and start reading. We'll do the typical format where we'll pause every now and then. If any of you guys want to make any comments on anything, go ahead and like, you know, key up or just say, hey, hold on a second, and you know, I'll be happy to let you comment on it. Thanks again for tuning in to V Radio. All right. Um, I took some time to type up a response to this attack against the Venus Project put together by the Promethean Workers which can be found at theresourcebasedeconomy.org. Um, this is their part of it. Open letter response to Venus Project, why the Venus Project has the term RBE, tra uh, RBE trademarked. To all vested interests, the first and foremost claim in Venus Project's official statement regarding trademarking is that the resource-based economy idea is something Fresco has been working on his entire life. Well, quite frankly, we beg to differ, since firstly, it's commonly known that Jack Fresco started off as a technocrat, and before that, he took part in several participatory studies of human behavior regarding specifically social divisiveness. Further, it should be obvious that Fresco did not simply invent resource-based economy out of thin air. What he did is simply recoin ideas that were already in development under the name natural resource-based or natural resource economics. Jacques Fresco simply coined a term, and he rebranded several economic theories under the term resource-based economy. This isn't even the creation of a new ideology, since ideologies are made up of more than one single component. And then my reply to that, at least in this repost, is you just stated that ideologies are made up of more than one single component. Then you state that he didn't make a new ideology because it's taken from several things. This logic falls in on itself. 
essentially he says, well, you didn't make any ideology because ideologies are made up of several things, but he begins his statement by critiquing and saying, well, you know, this is actually made up of a bunch of things. <laughs> so we move on. He's like, yes, uh, Jacques was at one time a technocrat. He left that movement for the, some severe ideological differences, and his direction that he took shows these, you know, these differences. For one thing, technocracy at the time had some racist elements. It only included the area around the United States and its planning, and it kind of proposed rule by scientists rather than eliminating the need for rulers altogether. So saying that Jacques Fresco did nothing unique in his own work would be like saying that an artist is not original because he used existing colors to paint his picture. So um, basically, I'm going to go ahead and give my panelists a moment to comment on this if they have anything to say about it, and then I'm going to go ahead and make mine. So I'm going to start with uh, Thunder. Did you have anything on this? Mm, not particularly. What the thing first thing that came to my mind is: Do we know who these people are? Have we? Has anybody made an effort to speak to them or bring them, for, for instance, on one of your radio shows to uh, discuss this with them? Or we even know who these people are? Were they once in the movement and they've left to do their own thing? Or do we know any of that information? I couldn't find any of it. Mind you, I didn't really have time to research beyond just this one post that I'm refuting at the time. But um, it, it certainly has, it certainly looks like they were involved in some way. I don't, you know, and that they're displeased with the direction things are going. So, um, Dark Dancer? Oh, wait, Chibi? I was led to believe it was uh, some of the same people from the RBF, RBEF group. I'm not positive, though. The Resource-Based Economy Foundation people? Yeah, they're mentioned in this somewhere, so. Dark Dancer? Uh, yeah, I read through that as well, and I, I had the same idea as, as you. I mean, it's uh, proposing something, but then he, then he falls. Uh, sorry, the logic just collapses on itself because it's it's not logical the way it's stated. Not for the fact, not even for the fact that it isn't true, but just the way it's cited is uh, not very well thought out. Right. But, now, Chibi, did you have any comments on the specific text that we were dealing with here, or? Yeah. Um, well, I would say just based on what they were saying, it's like they're trying to say that Jacques is just repointing this idea. And Jacques himself has plenty of speeches. He's very avid on the point that inventions and ideas are never completely original, but they're realized through feedback um, and organizing other ideas in new ways. That doesn't mean he didn't do anything. It just, I mean, obviously none of us just came up with this one day. Um, he has introduced us to this way of looking at the world. Um, and it's and he came about um, through a certain amount of experience and time, you know, experimenting with things. So it's just weird that they would take that angle and say, "Well, yeah, he didn't do anything." Like, well, uh, where did you hear about this from? Then, you know, this point of view. <laughs> It'd be interesting to find out whether or not these people even knew what a resource-based economy was before they watched that guy's addendum. Um, you know, but. Uh, they, they said that, you know, the official statement regarding trademarking is that the resource-based economy idea is something Fresco has been working on his entire life. Then they begged to differ by saying he used to be a technocrat, as if that doesn't somehow key into the fact that this is something he's been working towards his whole life. They basically make a statement, and they don't really debunk anything with their beg to differ, aside from the fact that he did take part in several participatory studies. Does that mean, does that somehow suddenly mean that 
he hasn't been working on it his whole life. That doesn't. It, it, it's like there's a lot of logical structure, instru- you know, unstructured fallacies in this document, and we'll get to that as we go further. Did you have it? Did anybody have anything further? Nope. Okay. Um, reading from them again, he has been. You know, they quote Jock, he has been working toward a resource-based economy in order to do away with major aberrations of war, poverty, hunger, etc. I think that's actually a Roxanne quote. Most of this seems to be as though they're taking quotes from an email from Roxanne. Um, but anyway, then they say, which are noble endeavors indeed, yet it seems that certain means are justified by their ends. It is obvious to anyone with a critical thought process that both mass psychology and clever wording take the place of actual intellectual debate and analysis. So my statement of that was mass psychology? What sort of conspiracy theory nonsense is this? It's like, you know, I have a critical and analytical mind. There's no mass psychology going on here. Um, Jacques Fresco speaks his, you know, speaks his, you know, values in very direct, easy to understand terms. We're not talking about, like, basically, they're trying to make it out as though he's like a snake oil salesman or something that's hypnotizing all of us into going along with what he's doing. Um, So, any comments, Thunder? Nope, nothing right now. Okay. Dark Dancer? Or is this mic muted again? No, 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 sorry. Uh, I had some trouble with my mouse. No, nothing at this point in time. Well, do you, I, I would have to ask the two of you, do you guys think that there's mass psychology being used to brainwash all of us? Yeah, I don't even, I, I'm literally sitting here trying to wrap my brain around that, that, like you called it, a lot of logical fallacy. I, I don't, you know, I didn't get into this movement under some hypnosis or, you know, some woo-woo words that, that drew me in. I, it makes sense and it's logical and, I, 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 again, it's a very baseless claim. I don't know why they are taking this approach. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. People need to uh, reconsider and and just uh, reevaluate themselves and selves and think how how sub, sorry how susceptible am I to influence? You know, uh, if people think they're being brainwashed, that usually think something's wrong with those people. You obviously choose yourself to support the direction or not. Otherwise, you're probably very, very weak-minded, although that might not be scientifically accurate statement made by me, but that's how I view it. <laughs> All right, Chibi? Yeah, no more brainwashed than the kids in the library who are being brainwashed by those books they read, I guess. But um, did we skip a paragraph? Because I, I, the... Um, holistically quote I, I got lost there I, oh I you know what yeah I think I might have accidentally okay if you have anything on the holistically thing go ahead and point it out because there are people looking at the solid document here but yeah go ahead well yeah I wouldn't want to if, if it was out of context it wouldn't have made much sense but they, I can read it if it, it comes down to it I have the original sitting here um, oh they quoted an integrated system to provide for humanity holistically then they say, we've always found it interesting how the specific wording of certain concepts tends to have broad appeal, even when the basis of the ideas themselves are actually diametrically opposed to whatever groups they might be appealing to. For instance, the word holistic is, is used here as a supportive phrase to the Venus Project's interpretation of a resource-based economy, yet the wording is so broad that to, that to depending on who's reading in, um, it, 
So the wording could imply several things to the subconscious. For one, it could imply that any person who holds a non-materialistic view of ultimate reality, that which is this being, now I'm remembering why I deleted this, it's being so-called for society is that balances mind, body, and spirit. It's like they're rambling. Some of these sentences don't even make any sense. Of course, in examining Venus Project's ideals closely enough, and especially closely examining the Zeitgeist Movement's so-called understanding of spirituality, and it references another document, See Spirituality, Technology, and State Sustainability, Open Response to Zeitgeist Movement, we find this is not the case. So did you have something for that? Uh, well, yeah, I basically just wanted to kind of point out that providing for humanity holistically is very simply means providing for humanity's needs to sustain itself as a whole system based on what we know humanity needs, uh, food, air, you know, clean air, clean water, things like that. We can show, evidence can show us that you need to eat to survive, obviously. We don't have any evidence telling us what, uh, you know, what we need as far as spirituality goes. There's no way we can base a systems approach off of something like that. So obviously it's not part of this uh, holistic design. That's something else. It's a separate concept. You know, I don't think it's something we're against. It's just it doesn't go into the design. You can't because everybody has a different opinion on that one. Right. Either of you have anything on that? Nope. Um, now, they quote from uh, Roxanne again, um, oh, well, no, they, they basically said, like, when we were talking about the mass psychology thing, they said, the very proof is the statement we are responding to in this open letter, as apparently this is proof of mass psychology. On December 29th, we filed our letter of protest against the Venus Project's trademark attempt of the resource-based economy. After we did, we proceeded to organize people around this to call the Venus Project and Jacques Fresco specifically to inquire about the trademarking. The response we got, however, was not a direct response. It was instead the letter we are responding to, which further claims the reasons are some scam in California was being run to make money off these ideas. Where that letter came from, we've got no idea. But one thing that is public record with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office is that in early September, Jacques Fresco filed a trademark request with the U.S. Patent Office. He paid the sum of $375 um, to do so. So um, that's apparently the proof of their statement that there's mass psychology being employed. I, I don't even understand how him uh, getting a patent is mass psychology. But uh, So because Jacques Fresco doesn't want any quacks making up their own resource-based economy and therefore discrediting the idea overall, that means he is using mass psychology. Um, did you have anything on this one, Chidi? Uh, not really. I I mean, I can see where Roxanne's coming from with this one. Uh, I pretty much just leave it at that. Thunder? Yeah, I, I, I'm, again, I'm trying to wrap my head around their logic, and it it's just, it has so many holes in it, I can't even see the substance for all the holes. Um, yeah, we understand Roxanne's stance on this. We understand Jock's uh, stance on wanting to trademark this resource-based economy term because there are people out there that are taking that and bastardizing, bastardizing it and uh, taking it off in a direction that Jock does not want it to go. 
Uh, I mean, somebody that's been working on, made this their life work, and for them to just sit idly by and let somebody, you know, turn it into a mess that, that was never, it was never intended to be, what do they really expect Josh and Roxanne to do? Just let it, you know, let it turn into a, a giant, you know, cluster FU, you know? I mean, what, I, 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 I'm sorry, I just, again, I can't, I can't get my head around their logic at all. Well, it's a lot of it is just because the more I review this, is like, wow, I just, a lot of it just, it just runs together. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know exactly where they're trying to, what, what they're trying to say. It seems like, I mean, honestly, the, when I read this thing that's supposed to be a presentation of their organization, you know, it's like, it's one of the main points that they're linking to, I guess, supposed to be like one of their essays, like Jacques has on the Venus Project website or whatever. And it's, it's largely just kind of a diatribe and it looks like a, poorly put together forum post more than anything that should be featured on the website of, you know, some major organization. Um, now, I'm going to, you know, continue reading here. Uh, at this time, this is their, their moment, their point here. At this time, he released no official statement or explanation of it. Further, Fresco never went and asked the members of the Zeitgeist movement whether it would be okay with them. Rather, what happened is he just went ahead and did it without any prior notice to anyone. So my statement to that was, why would Jacques Fresco have to ask permission of the activist arm of the Venus Project to protect his own work? The Venus Project has, um, has been his work, or, or basically has been his work for decades before the Zeitgeist Movement even existed. Um, anything from anybody on this one? Nothing from me. Well, sure. I mean, I agree with you totally. I mean, it has been his work uh, for a long time, so uh, if he wants to trademark the term just to make sure that the direction is being put out in the right way, then no, he doesn't need to ask the community. We are in full support of the research-based research economy and the way that it is described by the Venus Project. Uh, so basically, when we started to support the Zeitgeist movement, we knew what kind of direction we wanted. So this is something I deal with on a day-to-day basis with the chapters as well. Obviously, I'm not saying, well, you should just follow every line uh, from the Venus Project uh, to its detail, but the overall direction should be clear. And if they have anything that is directly opposed to the direction we are taking as a with the movement at large, we ask them to remove that as we, as chapters, uh, are representatives of the movement as a whole, thus representing the Venus Project as well. And I don't think there should be any confusion about that. So back on point, yeah, Shark was in his full, full right to do that. Uh, the Venus Project is the one that is proposing this specific version of the, this direction, which is the resource-based economy. And uh, I uh, fully support their will to, uh, to trademark the term just to make sure people don't piss over it. <laughs> That's basically my feeling on it too. And um, Chibi, did you have anything on this? Um, not so much specifically. I, I think the undertones are pretty clear what the goal is at this point, and, and it gets worse later on. They're really just trying to create some sort of sinister. Um, <laughs> the, it, they're basically trying to accuse. Um, Shock and Roxanne of doing something without yeah. coming right out and saying it right away, but it's just 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're they're using that age-old tactic of when when you can't come up with something on your own, then your next recourse of action is to attack uh, somebody else. Uh, right. You know, we see this in psychology uh, a lot. You know, when you when when you feel bad about yourself or you have low self-esteem, uh, it's very common for you to tear somebody else down uh, to get the feeling that you're bringing yourself back up. And I think that's what's going on here. Well, the, the way that they really focus on this particular topic is the main reason that I assumed it had something to do with the... Uh, yeah, they, they, we're going to get into that. Yeah. The Resource-Based Economy Foundation is mentioned in here. But I'm going to read some comments from the chat room. Their arguments are nonsensical and serve to convince those who have no clue how to deliver empirical evidence. Um, the arguments move away from the context of their initial statements. That's basically an eloquent way of what of putting what I was saying earlier. Wait, what the hell was that? That didn't even make any sense. <laughs> so thank right. you to 999 in the chat room. Um, so I'm going to continue reading. Uh, we're back to uh, reading from their statements. What's more is even while trademark was pending, Roxanne Meadows proceeded to send out cease and dissent orders to entities using wait, the term. Cease and what? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to that. Trust okay. me. But they say cease and dissent orders to entities using the term resource-based economy. One such group, the Resource-Based Earth Collective, formerly called the Resource-Based Economy Collective, was given a cease and dissent order by Roxanne Meadows telling them not to use the term as their name. In fact, this act, even though it's the only one we've uncovered in our investigations thus far, shows exactly what Venus, what Venus Project would be doing on a mass scale the minute any group they don't approve of uses the term resource-based economy in their work to further develop the ideas. Um, being as how, like, uh, for example, I've been allowed to use the resource-based economy term uh, for the Resource-Based Economy Caucus, I can tell you that if you just go talk to them and what you want to do is a good representation of what they're doing, they don't care. The only right. time you're going to be in any like, trouble is if you start doing it in a way that is not conducive to what it is that they want. So, um, Yeah, and what, I mean, okay, and we, we've been seeing an influx of this happening, and the response to a, a statement like that is, well, you know, who, who, you know, why did they have, you know, why is their direction the only direction? You know, what if I disagree with their direction? What if I'm uh, at this road sign and, and there's different roads to take and I feel that this is the best road to take and they feel that the other road is the best road to take, but we're all getting to the same place and they want to, they'll say, well, what's wrong with that? Right. Um, just to tell the caller who just tried to call in via Skype, uh, the way to get onto the show via Skype is to add me to your contacts and then I add you to the show. Every time I've ever tried to just let somebody call in and then try to add them to the call, it ends up hanging up. So um, if you want to call in via Skype, that's still totally possible. Um, if you want to call in via landline phone because you can't get your Skype to work, I'll put the number in the chat, but it's 347 945 7747. So it was somebody named Eric Bishop, I guess. I don't know who that is, but I'll put the number once again, and uh, I'll be watching the switchboard. But uh, I want to further read what I said basically on this. Um, 
I assume you mean cease and desist orders. The word is desist, not dissent. So much for clever wording, eh? Yes, when someone is using your work without your permission, this is what you do to prevent them from continuing to do so. You say it is wrong for them to do this, yet you don't talk about why they would want to. In this diatribe, you act as though they have done something wrong for trying to protect Jacques' work. You know, again, as I said, uh, if you talk to them and, you know, sit down and, you know, really go man to man with them, that's really all they're asking for. And I honestly don't think that that's very unreasonable. So, um, you know, as Chibi pointed out, they're trying to paint this sinister picture. And so, in any case, um, we're going to go to, uh, did you guys have anything further on that? No, let's try to, whoever this caller is, maybe uh, they've got something if they can get on they're, or whatever. They're not, they're not trying to get on. Chibi, did you have anything on that, on the cease and desist orders? No. No, I've lumped some of these together. Got it. I mean, uh, other than just wondering who wrote this, I mean, it, I, I mean is, is it possible that English is not their primary language and they're, we're having a, you know, a language barrier? Is it, I mean, it sounds like it was constructed by a sixth grader for crying out loud. I suppose that's possible. Um, <laughs> did you have anything to add, Dark Dancer? Um, no, I'd, I'd just be repeating what you said. I feel totally the same. So, yeah, there's some right. sense on this. <laughs> All right. Uh, now they're quoting Roxanne again. Throughout the years, people have taken the Venus Project's pictures, designs, architecture, language, and the name resource-based economy to raise funds claiming to build a resource-based economy without collaborating with us in any way. They usurp the name, some of the procedures and models, but use their own interpretation of a resource-based economy. Um, then they say, besides the fact that the only supporting evidence offered is an email that could have been fabricated. <laughs> So I go, wow, I hope you realize that just insinuating that they would fabricate an email or could fabricate an email without any proof is just kind of slander or libel, you know, and little more, right? I mean, it's like their argument is just to say, well, yeah, the email could have been fabricated, and that's their only evidence that anybody's ever tried to do anything wrong with this. You know, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, oh, wait, I mean, actually, I have a great point here. Dark Dancer, you'll like this one. Okay, since this whole post is supposedly about an email from – Roxanne, we could just say, you know, well, you could have fabricated Roxanne's words, so how do we have any idea, you know, if, you're, if you were even talking to her, you know. It, right, we have no screenshot of an email. We don't know if the words have been altered or changed or, you know. Right. So. I mean, we don't have any reason to mistrust them, so we're just kind of going along with it here. But it's just that, that you can kind of apply that logic to just about anything. And I do, I do think that, Roxanne has more to do with her time than to sit around writing up false emails from people in California. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's just childish. Do uh, you have anything on this, Chibi? No, I've lumped this whole thing together. All right. I'll wait till we get to that then. Now, uh, going to go back to reading them. Yet what's really going on here is that once again, it's the Venus Project using clever mass psychology, which has become their true trademark. For example, the biggest example of mass psychological manipulation they've been using is found right on their website, where it says Research Center for Sale, 
And in fact, when you click this link, it gives an actual set monetary value. This implies the Venus Project is short on cash, which hardly seems the case since Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows have been able to jet set around the world. Hardly the telltale signs of an entity that is going broke by any stretch of the imagination. So apparently the fact that they've traveled is proof that they're not broke or that the research center could be taken care of or whatever. But Wait, jet set? <laughs> well, they have been going around different places and giving lectures, and I'm going to get into that. But my, my point to them was this further allegation of mass psychology is ridiculous. You're saying that because they are selling their research center, they are trying to say they are broke when they are not, and your proof is that they've been traveling to do lectures? Maybe if you were not trying to use mass psychology by shedding doubt with little to no factual evidence, you would note that travel expenses for lectures are generally paid for by the people who are asking Jock and Roxanne to speak. Right. So I guess um, hardly the telltale signs of an entity that is not going broke by any stretch of the imagination might be what I would say. But it's, it's not just that they're going broke. It's that maintaining the research center is expensive they're also, you know, Roxanne's in her 50s and Jock is in, her, in his 90s. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. I've actually been there. Imagine that, you know, actually going and meeting and talking to the people that you want to have, like, strong, nasty opinions about and maybe use their ideas, you know, talking to them face-to-face, man-to-man, eye-to-eye, and getting to know them for yourself, Okay. That, that's, I know that's a novel concept and all that, but um, <laughs> that, that's how I treated it. And that's why when people say things like mass psychology and brainwashing and all this stuff, I'm just like, you know, you know what, Chibi, you made a really good statement earlier when we were talking about this, and it had to do with your, you know, your experience when we were in Venus, Florida. Can you relate that to, to the listeners now? Do you remember what I'm talking about, about just, you know, your impression of how this was just really important to Jacques? Yeah, I was going to wait to the end of the paragraph because it, where they go on even further. Um, okay, well, we can do that really. then. Still nothing from the caller. Okay. All right, um, what about uh, anything from you, Thunder, or Dark Dancer? No, let's continue on. Okay. Yes, continue. All right. Now, um, if you were the caller who wanted to be added, let me see if I can find you. And um, anyway, if you want to be added now that I have you on my Skype, please PM me on Skype, and then that will bring up your name, and then I'll know which one to grab because I have a very huge contact list. So anyway, I'm going to continue reading while I'm waiting for that PM on Skype. Now, um, further reading from them. Uh, what's more is that in monitoring several message boards, we've seen the zealous followers of Jacques Fresco try and scramble to come up with the named monetary amount so they can buy the research center and gift it back to the Venus Project, which shows what a social engineer really is all about, which is social engineering situations and circumstances for the purposes of causing something to come about. Very interesting how even though he says he's a social engineer in Zeitgeist Adenum, few people have bothered to look, actually look up what that term means. Jacques Fresco's social engineering in practice is manipulation of mass psychology to quickly raise a large sum of money for personal gain and then still have some to keep projects running. So I'm going to make my point here real quick. Um, I'm a little bit more blunt here than I usually am. So make some more bullshit conjecture about what Jacques is supposedly motivated by. 
Then you try to state it as fact, as if you have empirical proof that this is what is going on. I can tell you as someone who does not understand the financial situation, that is everything, basically, that is everything you have assumed here is false. I can tell you as someone who does understand, sorry, their financial situation, that everything you have assumed here is false. Emphasis on the ass, okay, <laughs> as in talking out of it. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, they're, they're, they, they're just clueless. It's, it's utterly right. I mean, it's not even hardly open for interpretation. These people are, whoever they are, are not even logical in their, in their assessment at all. No, they, they quoted the, the definition of social engineer, and they, they really uh, they are being at fault there. They're making themselves ridiculous by explaining it such a way. How can you take these people serious? Spot impossible. Chidi, or are we still waiting? Yeah, for um, this part especially was particularly uh, sad for me to read, honestly, because I, I I'm under the impression these people are ex-members of the movement, or at least are informed enough about it to say they do support the idea of a resource-based economy, but with their own spin on it. Um, it's, first of all, like you said, we, I mean, I went to Venus as well, met with them. I've seen how they live. It's very simplistic for the most part. They, <laughs> they're not out spending money on anything. They live uh, right on, and their entire life is the Venus Project. They wake up, they go to, and they, that's all they do is work on and around their compound all day, and they go to bed and, or do lectures or tours or whatever and answer calls. I mean, that's all they do. They're, as you said, they're, they refused uh, to accept any direct help from the movement when it was brought up, as I recall. Yes, they did. Uh, they, I mean, Fresco at his age, I mean, this might sound odd, but I mean, just from my perspective, he's really old and not even entirely coherent at some points, but he's so passionate and it's obvious his only purpose in life is to spread this, spread this awareness of this direction. I mean, that's all he is living for at this point. It's just so sad to think that some people who would take that and twist it, you know, it's like, it's more... Uh, upsetting than somebody randomly on the internet who saw Zeitgeist and wants to debunk it, to think that these people actually sort of went into it deeper and then want to twist the person behind it around to be this devious, uh, evil man. And it's, uh, um, I don't know, it's really upsetting. And of course, with no evidence to support these steep assumptions. Um, yeah, and you know, also I want to... Like her egos uh, that are, uh, go ahead. No, I'm Her sorry. egos is a good point. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah. And I'm then, sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, then take over oh. as that thunder. Go ahead. Oh, I was just... Sorry. It sounds, um, you know, after reading the entire thing, and uh, it sounds more like people who are in the movement that have uh, some hurt egos uh, over some disagreements they have with the direction the movement wants to take and the direction they want to take the movement, and uh, because of that, they're, you know, just twisting all this around and now saying, well, yeah, okay, RBE is cool, but uh, forget this other stuff, and you get, you know, and then demonizing Jacques for it. It's it's sickening, really. Go ahead, Thunder. Yeah, it is. It is, TV. I agree. I just wanted to say that for the listeners, uh, 
and any of them out there that might, when they hear uh, Neil uh, say that this is their life's work and they're constantly working on this from from the time they get up to the time they go to bed, I can verify that that's true. Every single time that I have called and spoken to Roxanne, um, they've been working. I mean, literally the last time I called was almost 10 o'clock at night, Florida time, um, and when she answered the phone, it's not like they're sitting around watching TV. They're working. She said, oh, we're working on whatever it is they were working on at the time. These two people are, I mean, this is all they do. They wake up, they eat, they obviously do what, you know, what comes from that, and they work on their projects and all these different things. That's all they do. They're not living high on the hog, uh, it's just ridiculous to even you know, think that people would insinuate that. Absolutely, and I, I want to point out that Chibi and I went there for the whole weekend. We didn't just attend their specific lecture where they were putting on a show. We got to see, you know, we were there for hours and hours and hours just watching what they do every day. And what they do is they sit around and, you know, take films, build models, you know, uh, send out the packages that people need for their education, you know, as I said, taking calls. But this is all they do, you know. And to be brutally honest, if they want to travel the world a little bit to, you know, give this out a little bit, I, I don't care. It's fine. Whatever, man. That, that's all they've done with their lives. Well, you're out going to clubs or wasting your time on World of Warcraft or whatever the hell it is that most of the shallow people in this world do. They're sitting around all day thinking about trying to find ways to better educate the world to make it a better world. And the, the notion that you could demonize people with, you know, with so little information you talk about personal gain. I'm going to give you a little bit of insider information, okay? My background in the Ron Paul movement told me that maybe we should consider having a money bomb for the Venus Project, where basically we have a day, we email everybody, we say on this day we're all going to give whatever we can to the Venus Project to try to save it, okay? If they were in for the money, that's all they would have had to do, and they would have been able to own it and keep it, okay? And they said no, okay? They said no. Even if Everybody in the Zeitgeist movement donated $1, assuming there are still 300,000 members. They would have easily been able to do that. They said no. So take this idea that they want to make their money for themselves and shove it straight up your ass. Sorry for my crunch. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to add somebody to the call who's been asked to be added. Did somebody have anything to say first? I was just going to add another little... Uh, Go ahead, emotional, but I just thought that um, because even listening to this, somebody might think, well, uh, yeah, obviously these guys are supporters. And I, I didn't want that to be misunderstood. I have a strong respect for Fresco and the information he's introduced me to. Uh, it doesn't mean I agree with everything he says, just like with Peter Joseph. It's not like we're a bunch of brainwashed zombies following everything they say. That's not really the point. I could disagree with certain aspects even, let's say, the, you know, trademarking the term, uh, I'm kind of in the middle on that. I, I, but I can see where they're coming from, and so I can say, well, you know, it's their decision. doesn't mean I absolutely 100% say I would do the exact same thing. Um, but if you disagreed with that, you could say you disagreed with that, and here's why I disagree with that. You don't have to go and demonize and try and stain this man's reputation over something so silly as, uh, you know, this disagreement. And that's, I guess, what's really upsetting. That's me. a very good point. All right, well, let me add Bishop. All right, it's connecting. 
Yeah, I have to also chime in and agree with Chibi that, that these tactics that they're using are, are so childish and deplorable. It's, it's, it's sickening. Yep. Oh, hello, Bishop. You've been added to the call. What's up? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I've just uh, been listening, and I wanted to say uh, that it's, it's, you know, we're getting a lot, a lot of this on the forums, too, that it's, uh, and it's, I guess I don't have my thoughts really worked out right now, but it's, uh, you know, it's really sad that it's, it's like these people are, I don't even understand where they're coming from. I can't even understand the thinking behind it. It's, uh, it's, they're, they're, there's really like no thinking. It's, it's, they're acting like children really that, uh, you know, that have been, been told, been told no by their parents. That they're not allowed to do something. Yeah. That they can't. That's, uh, that's what it sounds like to me too, actually. Please continue. I just, I had that same thought and I wanted to point that out. No, it's, uh, I mean, I just, you know, basically echoing what you guys have been talking about. It's, uh, there's, I've, it's, it's really difficult to me for me to um, to figure out where people like this are coming from. Like all over the forums, you know, I've, I've never called into your show, but I've, I listen to it a lot, and I've gotten to, into arguments with people on the forums that are um, that are talking the same way. You know, just they they have a misunderstanding, and then they they are projecting their own uh, their own values, I suppose, their own misconceptions of what's going on into what Jacques and Roxanne and and all of us really that are are, are working towards this goal. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. it's just frustrating. It's very frustrating. Well, that's very true. Thank you for calling in, Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, I'm going to continue. Um, so now I'm going to read from the quote again, um, or basically from them. They quote Jacques at, or Roxanne, after examining their interpretations closely, we feel the procedures they suggest will not work. Um, so their statement to that is, if this was the case, why not explain why these procedures would not work? Whose interpretations and procedures have you examined? Name the groups and organizations. This is the statement is rather vague. And it's not clear who this nameless and faceless external groups or entities which threaten the future of humanity are. Interestingly enough, we've seen this type of mass psychology used somewhere else before. Now, where was that again? Okay. I respond with, so now you're using mass psychology by trying to scare everyone with an appeal to emotion. You're basically pulling Alex Jones sensationalism again with little to no basis in fact. I had personally seen some of the organization's plans themselves. The fact that she didn't go into a huge detailed essay for you does not mean she doesn't have the information. But again, you're trying to insinuate they are simply lying, which is more of that mass psychology. Anybody want to key in on this? Okay. Further reading, uh, they quote Roxanne again. Uh, Others use the name resource-based economy but interpret it in their own way and then raise funds for a different direction. Then they state, if you're referring to the fact that our movement would like to move in a direction that is not based on dogmatic scientific materialistic doctrine, then you'd be correct. You've made it clear that you're not in any way open, nor will you ever be open to any ideas that don't conform to your strict dogmatic scientific materialist gospel. 
Your activist arm zeitgeist movement has ignored and avoided any discussion with us on what merits the absoluteness of the modern scientific method over all else. Wow. This is starting to sound more and more like the RBEF guys. The more I read this, this is just pathetic. Well, let me uh, read what my what I said, and then I'll let all of you guys weigh in. Um, it said, ah, yes, the ever-tired, quote, you just don't agree with me because you're not open-minded ad hominem. If anyone has ignored your attempts at debate, it likely has a lot to do with the manner in which you're conducting yourself. In this diatribe so far, I have seen a lot of sensationalist mass psychology conspiracy theory and conjecture stated as fact. Chibi? Um, I was actually going to uh, um, read off the, the definition, at least off of Wiki, for the scientific materialism. Oh, please, go ahead. Uh, scientific materialism and methodology. Uh, methodology. Oh, crap. Methodology. Uh, well, it's methodological materialism oh, are interchangeable. Uh, it's a term that implies that scientists collude to force a materialist or rationalist worldview onto a population. The term is usually only used by the critics of the scientific discipline, such as proponents of intelligent design. The term has become somewhat more common as laymen are, laymen are introduced to the creation-evolution controversy. Scientists and philosophers never use the term as it is vaguely defined, conflicts with established language, and introduces ambiguity and negative connotations. Um, then my comment is just that uh, no one's coercing the removal of religious beliefs, which is what it seems like they're pointing at, um, though it is true, as I said above, that the designs for the societies, for the systems, are based on the sustainability, uh, the human environmental concern based on what we have evidence for requiring. This doesn't include um, spiritual concepts into the design because that's an unrelated concept altogether. Um, so I, I'm not sure which direction they're going with that, but it seems like they're pointing in that direction. Oh yeah, like they're gonna, like we're just anti-religious to the max or something, which there are a lot of people who tend to be atheists in the movement, but there's a lot who aren't as well. It just, uh, I don't know, a lot of people seem to think that we're anti-religion. It's not the case. And, you know, Fresco himself has said many times that, you know, religious practices and beliefs may continue. Um, he hopes that over time they will diminish through education, but there's, there's no coercion involved whatsoever. You know, nobody's going to dictate to the rest of society what you believe or whatever. You know, as long as you're not hurting others, that's the only thing. Dark Dancer? Well, I, I, I was going to add uh, to what you had already uh, posted in, uh, in the thread. Well, I mean, the way it's being brought and... Um, you, hello? Yeah, you're still here. Okay, yes, I just... <laughs> Or something happened anyway. So, what you just quoted the ever tired, you just don't agree with me because you're not open minded, uh, does come to mind when hearing this specific uh, part. And I also wanted to add that the specific us that is being stated in this whole quote really, really makes me think that this is a group that we've been dealing with for a while. Uh, 
And uh, I think it's a bit weird that they say that because there has been some discussion about it, maybe not as much as they wanted to, but it's definitely, we've never censored censored them on the form or anything. So I, I don't know where they're coming from, honestly. Anything from you, Thunder? No. Okay. I'm, I'm just disgusted by this whole thing. It's, it, I'm just sh- literally. If you could see me, I'm shaking my head in disgust. <laughs> I believe you, man. <laughs> All right. Um, we are down to the last ten minutes, so uh, obviously this is going to end up in going into archives. So uh, for those of you who are listening live, the show will be continuing into archives. You will listen to it later. Uh, now, um, that being said, okay. Um, when I see where were we at. Oh, yeah. Um, This is them again. We've put forward two documents in an attempt to open these discussions, yet you've ignored both, so you've made it quite obvious you're not open to any sort of discussion. On the other hand, some of your not-so-zealous followers are open to a discussion on these matters and are, quite frankly, more open-minded than you seem to be. I say, well, how did you put these forward? Did you email them to Jacques and Roxanne? Are they supposed to wade through all of your low-brow personal attack and wild accusation to get to your points? Anybody on that, or should I continue? Okay. Um, They quote from Roxanne again, riding on the coattails of Fresco's work, this is determined uh, detrimental to our efforts to raise funds for building a new city or making a major motion picture about our aims. And then they say, so who decided building a city was the best way to start implementation of a resource-based economy? When was a vote taken on the matter? How many people were brought together? Was a conference meeting at the, of the mines held or called to point to consult with people and ask them what they thought the best way to implement a resource-based economy might be? And then I point out, Jacques Fresco is the head of the Venus Project. The Venus Project does not advocate democracy. It advocates arriving at decisions based on the best data available. If you would like to present data of your own and communicate it without acting like an intellectual thug, I can tell you, you firsthand that you can, in fact, make your case to him. Jacques doesn't need to take a vote for, uh, from a group of people who may not even fully understand this direction yet. And more sadly, often than not, many people prove to uh, not have a full grasp of this direction. This letter is proof of this. Because if you fully understood our direction, you wouldn't be behaving like this. All of this destructive and misleading dialogue is not conducive to any sort of rational exchange of ideas. The Venus Project didn't show up at your door and force you to join what they are doing. They said, this is the direction we are going. If you would like to be part of it, please join us. Anything? Nope. Okay. Quote, once again from Roxanne, we would not mind people using the term resource-based economy and our photos if they consulted and worked with us and if their efforts promoted the true direction of a resource-based economy as proposed by the Venus Project. I've heard Roxanne say this very same thing, provided they didn't, you know, manufacture this email, but (laughs) I I, I digress. Now, um, then the guy goes on to say, who needs your photos, quite honestly? Perhaps some group like groups like ours would like to come up with their own designs and ideas on the subject. Oh, my God. Uh, So I basically reply with, wow, what a cruel and crass thing to say. This is just trolling of the highest order. Who needs your photos, quite honestly? Perhaps some groups like ours will come up with their own designs and ideas on the subject. Like, okay, dude. Okay, go to your room. (laughs) You're grounded. 
Because that's what it sounds like. I mean, I hate to be, you know, be so crude about it. It's just that it's ridiculous. Okay, fine. You know, uh, the reason that she's pointing that out is that sometimes people use Jacques' art and don't credit him, okay? And they do give people their art freely for people who work with them and consult with them. I have access to a whole um, set of artwork that is, you know, that he, they gave me for my website or whatever I wanted to do with it, okay? So, it, and it's not unreasonable for them to say, well, hey, you know, thanks for working with me. Here's some artwork that will help you with, your, with what you're doing. You know, and they just need to kind of smack their face with it. It's like, fine, you know what? You know, if, if, if you're really going to go down that road and say, well, who needs your photos? Maybe we'd like to come up with our own designs and ideas on the subject. While you're at it, why don't you come up with your own idea for a resource-based economy instead of piggybacking on the back of Jacques Fresco's work and then claiming that he was? Now that I have that on my chest. I feel better now. Yeah. This entire paragraph, uh, I just kind of have a sarcastic LOL. You know, like the whole thing just, <laughs> it goes downhill from here, really. Okay. I mean, it was downhill, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So then they say, further, why are you reinventing the wheel? Have you gone and looked at or investigated self-sustaining communities which already currently exist? Why not use those communities as a springboard and build up from there? To us, it seems it would be better to go and investigate those already existing communities and develop technical methods for how those could be better and more efficient. It would sure be having to start from scratch, which is not really where anyone needs to start, and quite frankly, the Venus Project didn't start its work from scratch either. It's more of like just kind of mashed together statements that are just lashing out and don't really make a lot of sense, but um, I then say, the Venus Project isn't building cities or eco-villages at this stage. They are focused on trying to get the word out so that people might start to look at this direction. If building eco-villages alone was the way to get this notion into the mainstream of ideas, then these examples you have already given would have already created the paradigm shift in values that we hope to see. They haven't. What does that tell you? These eco-villages and cities do, you know, eco-villages and communities do exist. I acknowledge that. I'm even interested in them myself. But if that's what we needed to create this, you know, paradigm shift, it would have happened already. Because there are people who are way further along on that. And I've looked into it. But it didn't create this mass effect, okay? Creating little eco-villages is not enough. We need to save the entire planet. And none of us have ever told you, and I've had to clarify this about a bajillion times. If you want to go do your own eco-village thing, go do it. We don't care. All we're asking is, so that in the event that you decide to do something odd, like, you know, a Jonestown or any number of the other things that we've been compared to already, I might add, that we can then have, therefore have plausible deniability and say, we didn't have anything to do with that, just so we can get that clear. What we don't need is that this notion, this idea, that has already got some problems because people associate it with communism and socialism and all that, does not get discredited because the egos of a few individuals screws it up. We're now down to the last 90 seconds of the live show. Um, I hope you guys will tune into the archive. Now, um, did you guys have anything to say about the reinventing the wheel and the eco-villages and all that? No, I think you did it pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I think you covered it very well, Pete. All righty. Okay. Um, well, before you go, I do have another uh, addition. I mean, this has been not only... In Go ahead. Not in this specific case alone, as it's been coming up. Like I mentioned before, uh, we had some chapters who had some other initiatives they wanted to partake in. And I mean, the basic thing is, 
we also said like hey if you want to do that that's fine you know uh, you can do whatever you want but when you're using the association or using the Zygast movement, movement chapter meetings to propose these kinds of projects and actually piggyback on the movement and try to get them involved in these in these uh, side projects that aren't completely in line with what the movement deems uh, or the Venus project sees as the general direction for now, then uh, yes, it shouldn't be associated with the movement in general. It should be very separate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, if I may, if I may, real yeah. quick, this just so sounds like what we've been dealing with so much currently and, and uh, recently, I should say, in that we've tried to explain to the people that think that this is the direction that we should be taking and building these eco-villages that um, go do it. Like you said, if you want to do it, go do it. And I've told these people, I, I hope you're right. I hope it works. I literally, sincerely hope that you are right and that we are wrong and that your idea works. However, if it doesn't and it's a failure, it needs to not be the failure of the Venus Project. You cannot drag them down uh, with your, if, if in fact it fails, and I hope it doesn't, you can't drag the Venus Project down with you. That's all we're asking. Don't drag them down with you if it fails. Anything from you, Chibi, before we continue? No, I think this subject, is, this specific topic has been really beat to death in the past yeah. month or so. Okay. The building cities. Well, I, I don't I don't disagree, but I give my panelists opportunity to talk. <laughs> okay, um, now I'm going to read further from them. In fact, you simply took the work of others in the field of natural resource economics and put together their ideas in a nice package and then called it resource-based economy. Of course, this economic model is far from complete and new socio-political theory, and quite frankly, if you ever took a political science class, you might actually know that. I guess in political science class, they don't teach you how to use the word dissent, you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Of course, you'd probably argue the semantics of the point rather than the merits of the argument itself, probably something along the lines of it's social theory, not a political one, blah, blah. Quite frankly, that's the sort of response we're expecting from you mixed with any number of additional claims as to why your interpretation is the only true interpretation. Interestingly enough, where have we heard this idea of interpretation as our interpretation is the only true one before? Sounds very hauntingly familiar. Don't you think so? Well, where have I seen this sort of, this is my answer, where have I seen this sort of negative language and insinuation before? Oh, yes, from Internet trolls. In the above quote, you basically just had an argument with yourself, claiming that it was their argument. Okay, this is called erecting a straw man. It absolutely discredits your movement to have something like this on your website as any form of official response to anything. You sound like an angry, angry child who didn't get their way. Now, what did you have to say, Chibi? Oh, every time he's, he's ended many paragraphs with that, and he never really gets around to the point of who he's trying to compare to, but it reminds me of Alex Jones, to be, to be quite honest. I picture him every time I read that statement, you know, making that face and putting his hands together. <laughs> you know. He's talking about the they, you know, those they. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It keeps it, it reminds me of Alex Jones. That's all. Use Do you that think that he knows that we're a divine species and that we're headed for the stars and uh, he might in a divine image of God and and please 
Let me see if I can try to avoid going off my Alex Jones rant again. Um. <laughs> don't, don't make me nauseous. Well, I, I, what I'll put you this is that, like, you know, his logic ends with, which, you know, when, every time he does that, it makes me think that maybe he could be a character in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Just thought I'd add that. Sensationalism. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is very tactful, but hey. <laughs> Consider the source, right? <laughs> I, I can't be tactful about Alex Jones anymore. Um, now, the next part, he goes on to clarify for everyone else what exactly makes up a social theory as far as he's concerned, how it's developed, and all this other stuff. And then he's like, um, you know, will, will you keep hobby, or are you going to keep trying to hide behind components of your social theories and attempt to avoid any sort of scholarly discussion or debate? I guess this big pile of crap that we've been reading this whole time is scholarly discussion or debate. And I said, scholarly discussion or debate, I wasn't aware you were offering any. It seems to me like the most of this personal conjecture and attack is what we're looking at. You're inventing what you believe to be going on in their minds and just trying to hold them accountable for it. Um, the things that he was describing up there also kind of went into how we talk about, you know, governing ourselves. And I said, I believe the term you were looking for is listed on the Wikipedia as cyberocracy. Just an FYI. Um, then they go on to say, as for us, we prefer not to simply hide behind the label for a method of management and distribution. We call our ideology directivism, which is to break down into three development components is, you guys can read this crap yourself, but um, some of it just sounds like the Venus Project regurgitated, and then some of it has like these other things, but basically to get to the end of it, they say cybernation and full automation of resource management, production, and distribution. Only those aspects of labor that need that free up humanity from needless menial jobs should be automated. To go beyond that and to place the entire process on autopilot and give machines full control is to create a new machine-based bureaucracy. It said machine-based bureaucracy, as in machines will suddenly become bureaucrats. The reason we are take, uh, taking as much of the human element out of it as possible is several points to it. One, a machine is not subject to greed or corruption. If a human programs one to be so, it will be obvious, and the system could be designed in such a way to make it traceable. Two, a machine can process far more information far faster than any human brain is even capable of. So basically, they're trying to differentiate from us, and they say that their one big thing is that they don't think that we should automate anything that's not menial. Um, that, and I guess that's their big difference. I, I don't know what they're going to use to determine what needs to be automated and what doesn't, but one of the main points that we were trying to get at, which is one of the major failures of the Marxist theory, is that one of the reasons we're trying to automate everything is that people are not necessarily inclined to work, especially if everything's being given to them. The only kind of jobs that people are going to want to do are going to be the creatively challenging jobs, the entertaining jobs. We're trying to overcome that as opposed to just expecting that everybody's going to do their part just because, um, that, that's, that's where we differ. And I think that you know, if this is their big talking point that Jacques was supposed to be so close-minded about, it doesn't surprise me at all. Okay? Because once again, they, they don't really understand what went into this. You know? And it's like there are a lot of anti-authoritarian types who are very quick to call somebody arrogant or close-minded for just not agreeing with them. But I understand where Jacques is coming from with this automation issue, and that's why I agree with him. Okay? I've thought about it. Now, you guys understand this stuff pretty well. Do either of you have any comment on this? Uh, well, it seemed like what 
the point they were really saying that they, he was lost on was their third point. They said, oh, well, there's three parts of society, the uh, administration, the economy, and the ideology. Or I think he said philosophy, whatever, the way he worded it, but that's basically what he was saying. And he said, oh, well, yeah, resource-based economy is good. We'll keep that. Uh, administration, well, we don't want machines. And he tried to twist like what you just said. And then the third point, their philosophy, they call secular metaphysics, which is it's, it's sort of an oxymoron. Uh, oh, we haven't gotten to that part yet, but yeah. Um, well, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's <laughs> I no just problem. thought that this whole section was just lumped together in my mind. Yeah, you know, I was trying to cut it open because he, it's like this long run-on sentence kind of thing, and I, and I didn't think anybody would be able to get it. I wanted to break down the major, the only difference that I could find in their ideology that's supposed to be this great, wonderful brainchild of theirs. It's the reason they need to have their own resource-based economy definition and interpretation is because they don't want to automate certain jobs at the top. Okay, we'll get into the secular that. metaphysics later, but um, now they said, further, the consumer shall directly control production through direct proportional democracy, which is a system already in use in many small-scale consumer cooperatives that currently exist under the monetary system. In those models, members of the co-op vote on what is claimed or is, or is carried at the co-op store, which if no money was needed to run, could easily be the way distribution centers could work under a resource-based economy. The other major difference is those distribution centers would, be, would, would have automated vehicles dispatched to deliver directly to the consumer what they want. How is that different than the Venus Project? Jacques Fresco talks about <laughs> Automated distribution centers. Go. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm shaking my head again. Is this a difference? I mean, okay. I, I just because that's like silly. I remember Jacques talking about the automated distribution vehicles dispatched to deliver. I remember Jacques saying that specifically that we could eventually look forward to that. Okay. Is there anybody else who sees that as this drastic difference, Chibi? No, no, not at all. Not a drastic difference. <laughs> I mean, this has been mentioned so many times before. It's really weird that they put that in. Must make sense at all. Well, apparently, it's a, another major difference. <laughs> Did you have something to say, Jimmy? <laughs> but basically, like you already said, the only difference in their first two points was the level of automation. But they don't really go into uh, the, of the other detail of well, okay, where's the incentive for the people to do this? you know, half the jobs that you're saying you don't want to automate all of a sudden. Right. Which we advocate we do, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, I'm, I'm going to read from what I said in the point. They basically said, the consumers will vote, meaning question, what will guide the consumers to doing this? And then I put in parentheses, I hope they are smarter than the consumers at Walmart. Since you have already stated that the scientific method will not be an absolute authority in decision-making, what are you going to do when the consumers vote for junk food and junk entertainment? Are the consumers going to be taking the resources available into account when they vote? Some of what you're saying I have no problem with, as I feel supply and demand in the monetary sense can just be replaced by what is consumed without, without money being the deciding factor as to what more needs to be made. I think another problem here with your approach, though, is going to be the 51% deciding what the 49% gets to have that sometimes comes up in direct democracy. Why can't you just design an infrastructure that will allow everyone to get the best possible products? Even if only 20% of the population wants a product, shouldn't an effort be made to reasonably supply it? Anything on that? Nothing from me. 
they go on to bring up a bunch of stuff about natural healing. They don't say supernatural, but behavioral medicine, pseudoscientific quackery. And I, my point to them was just, I'm failing to see where anything you just suggested in the above quote somehow radically different from what the Venus Project is advocating. It seems to me like you're trying to create a conflict where there is none. And then they go on to their second point about resource-based economy. A resource-based economy itself is quite simply the economy that phases out an understanding of economics completely. In all simplicity, it has three components to it, resource management, production, and distribution. The only commonality we do share, they claim this is all we have in common, in our social theories is that there needs to be resource management centers, production centers, and distribution centers. Now what those should look like is where we differ, but I will say that when you start drawing up what the inside of these centers look like according to your social theory, and when we do the same, I'd imagine we'd both come up with very differing visions in terms of how they are operated and what levels of automation would be taking place. I guess they want to have people working in these distribution centers who are just going to feel, you know what, today I feel like working at a grocery store for free. I, I, what else I just thought I it was funny how he pointed out the looks. Like, yeah, my shelves are going to be orange and yours will probably be blue. Mine yeah, will be different. and mine will be better because they're <laughs> orange. <laughs> but did anybody else, I mean, is there anybody on this call who in a Venus Project Society or, or whatever we're, we're using today, um, who would like to work at a, you know, at a grocery store equivalent for free? No, at thanks. A, at a job you'd like to do? Not myself, no. What about you, Dark Dancer? You know you want to be a, a stock man at some... Oh, you know, that, would be, that would be so great. Seriously, yeah. Uh, never mind all the machines that... Uh, or the science that could be used to automate my job. I'll just do it for fun, you know. That's my only ambition in life. Nothing is ever, yeah, definitely. I mean, maglev trains, who needs them? Travel, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, did you have something else? Oh, okay. Now, this is my point in from the, from the post. So you just imagine there will be differences in how we would do it, but then offer no real differences. Other than the fact that you're insisting that too much automation is bad, you fail to address the issue that another one of the major reasons for the automation we suggest is the incentive for people to work in a moneyless society is very small. So you automate absolutely everything you can and therefore need only a small portion of the population to monitor it. Okay, now we get on to secular metaphysics is their big thing. Um, I'm going to try to read this, so bear with me. Basically, a society that is free from all dogma and doctrines in any form, quite frankly, a secular metaphysical view is neutral to all views and yet allows for every single one of them to exist. Secular metaphysics is just a guiding principle for a society that simply admits we really don't know everything, but we were willing to investigate intuitively and observably, or observably to find out about everything that is beyond our current understanding. If it's beyond your, never mind. Secular metaphysics is a non-absolutist or absolutist view point that does not claim anyone or anything has all the answers. Secular metaphysics is open to all viewpoints and studies, all archetypes in human history to understand what are the deep underlying principles present in our collective consciousness as it stands now, secular humanist views are quite absolutist in the viewpoint and approach to things. 
for they presuppose an absolute view about ultimately reality and argue for its absoluteness over all else. It's a dogmatic doctrine of scientific materialism with zealous fanatics galvanized by its coying embrace. It's a really long paragraph where they say virtually nothing, but um, and I, my point on it was, and I'm failing to see your point. I would directly direct you to the Living on Purpose interview where Jock states when asked about religion that all religions and faiths would have equal time. What the Venus Project is most concerned about eliminating is not so much religion itself as it is eliminating the superstition's ability to control people to do irrational things. So, um, anybody else on this? Well, that's how I understood it as well. People really, really don't see the the need for not religion per se to disappear, but exactly how it was stated there, the superstition that goes around around it and that makes people do things. And people, they it's hard for them to grasp uh, when when being talked about. It. And I don't understand why it it should be. At least I can understand from a religious person's point of view that it would be a bit harder to understand, but. If you're not religious and you look at from look at it from this logic, uh, it makes complete sense. Why would we want to face out what somebody believes personally, as long as it doesn't affect affect this person's critical thinking and rational judgment? Anything from you, Thunder? No, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm actually reading uh, reading further ahead. So okay, oh, that was the end, I think. Well, we're, yeah, we're almost to the we're, very end. Well, I know end. we're close to the end, but I know I, I thought Chibi had a point to make on yeah, the Yeah, about whole secular metaphysics. Secular metaphysics, well, whatever that means. It just seems like almost almost an oxymoron because secular is kind of like worldly uh, and metaphysics is, well, it doesn't mean not worldly, <laughs> but it, <laughs> we know what it means. <laughs> it just yes, seems we do. a little like um, those two words don't go together and they put them together uh, well, that's fine. Uh, and when they they didn't really define it, but there's some undertones. I don't want to assume what they mean by this, so I guess I'll just yeah. Uh, what your response was fine. Um, hopefully, they don't intend uh, to mean something more than what they actually worded. It just seemed almost as if they were saying, "Well, we're open to anything," you know, as if. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what they go on to we say. Need to go experiment with alchemy. Yeah, their next statement was, with that said, we have summarized many of our points here so as to open the uh, the two door to scholarly debate and discussion. Uh, for more information about our views, all are welcome to visit our website and join our growing grassroots movement. I wonder how many people are actually in this thing. And then I pointed out, I see very little scholarly anything in this diatribe. It doesn't surprise me at all that you're being ignored. And then they say, with that we say namaste. I said, I, I find it ironic that you sign this with namaste, considering that it is a word that is meant to be a statement of mutual respect. And you really showed very little of that. In closing, the author here looks like someone who is angry that they are not in charge of the zeitgeist movement, so they went and made their own movement. This quote, scholarly debate is full of personal attack, putting words in the mouth and thoughts in the heads of the people who represent the Venus Project. I find the hateful and crass way the author describes his plans to further discredit them. And to give further credence to my earlier statements, that there were many people who have a lot of ambition to go in this direction who do not have the maturity to see it through. 
If they behave this way in reaching their conclusions internally, it will not be long before this group, like many others, falls to infighting and feuding. That was no. the end there. Um, do you have any final statements, guys? Yeah, I just, you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent that we could obviously start a whole other show on, and we have discussed this. But I hope people realize why the moderator's jobs are so difficult, because this is the kind of stuff that lately, especially lately, we are having to deal with and try to do our best to diplomatically and politely, you know, refocus these people on on what it is that we're trying to do here, you know, and when they don't, when they're very dogmatic and when they're very in your face about it, it's no wonder that we get frustrated uh, having to deal with this day in and day out. I hope people understand that. And I would like to point out that not agreeing with what is obviously very poorly put together points does not make somebody close-minded. Okay. I'm not close-minded if I don't go along with this just list of crap, I mean, I, I don't want to be mean, but it's just, it's not very well put together. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's grammatically screwed up. In many cases, they're misusing words, misspelling words, and, you know, and even I do that every now and then. It's just that it's like, it makes you wonder, like you said, you know, did somebody who wrote this, were they like in the sixth grade or something? And the only reason that I'm pointing all of this out is that, you know, none of that should necessarily be relevant. It's just that when you present yourself that way, you seriously, you know, and that's where I've just, I kind of like, I take a step back and I'm just like, wow, you know, this person obviously is very upset about this and they put a lot of time into this and it just, it doesn't really, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, if I, if, in comparison to say whatever, because they're trying to act like, you know, they're just as good as Jock Fresco and we don't need your drawings. We don't need your designs, you know, and here's my open letter to you about you trying to get that, you know, um, you know, get the concept of the resource-based economy, you know, dealt with. Well, you know, you know, here's my thing and I'm going to put it up here and I don't need your pictures. I, you know, blah, blah, you know just it, it just doesn't, that's not very professional. It doesn't, like, I wouldn't look at this and go, well, you know, if you don't agree with what we're doing and maybe you would suggest that, you know, you want to have less automation, I wouldn't just turn and send somebody to this organization because if this is the presentation that they're giving as to what's supposedly different about us, I just, I don't, I, I, it, there, it's not being communicated well enough for me to look at these people and think that they've really thought it through. It, just, it kind of bleeds with jealousy, like they're so upset because they didn't think of it first. Or it, That's the kind of the tone I'm starting to get from this, is like they're jealous because they weren't first to coin the phrase or they didn't think of these. It just it just reeks of so... so or even immature. if it's just like, you know, like you said, immaturity, and even if it's not jealousy directly and not thinking of it correctly, it could just also just be that they wanted to go in a direction... Roxanne didn't want to go in that direction, yeah. you know, and so therefore they're mad. So now it needs to be that there's something wrong with Jacques and Roxanne. So their answer to that must be to lash out. And that's that ego thing, you know, like the, the hurt egos that we were talking about earlier, is that the real motivation of these people is pretty evident when you look at the fact that, you know, they're just, they're, they're supposedly saying all this bullshit about scholarly debate. And then they make all these sensationalist, ridiculous claims and, like, you know, uh, assumptions into the motivations of Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows, 
You know, because that's all it is. It's assumptions. You know, and he just flat out states them as though they're facts. He doesn't even qualify by saying, you know, maybe you might even, you know, it makes me wonder if you might be thinking X or Y. They just say you're thinking X or Y. Did you have something to add, Chidi? Yeah, I would just suggest going back to the show on ad homes because uh, that, that's all this seems. I mean, it really is just a big ad hom. Well, I disagree with your stance, and rather than telling you where and why I disagree, I'm going to attack your character and make a bunch of false shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and worse than that, because it's not just that you know they just attack their character; they're they're making stuff up, you know. <laughs> They, you know, the the ad hominems that they're coming up with are just their their fictional stories into what they right. think Jock and Roxanne are thinking. So unless like, yeah. you know, go ahead, Dark Dancer. No, I was going to add there are so much assumptions in that in that whole post. That's why I'm having a hard time even commenting on it. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, yeah, it doesn't add up. Well, um. I want to apologize to anybody who listened to my profanity earlier. I just, this particular post was so frustrating and ridiculous to deal with. And I hope that, you know, cause they, one of the things that they stated in here was they said that, um, you know, we ignored them. You know, there was no official statement and they are, they're trying to engage us in debate and we've ignored them, which just proves that we're, you know, maybe we have something to hide or maybe we're afraid that we don't, you know, that we're going to be proven wrong or, you know, or that uh, we are closed-minded. To be brutally honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Jacques and Roxanne don't even know about this website. And it, just reading the beginning of it, you know, they've already committed so many intellectual fallacies in the very beginning and faux pas in the forms of ad hominems and personal attacks that it's like, why would I take you seriously, you know? You have a couple of decent you know, points in here, but they're all, like, basically covered in crap, you know? At what point am I supposed to gaze? Well, this is obviously a waste of my time, and then move on. You know. And, yeah, like you said, like you said before, it's no wonder they're being ignored. I mean, if mm-hmm. these people were sincere and they really wanted to work with Jock and Roxanne, you know, I equate this to going back to my experience in the graphic design field and many years that I spent in that, and it was always a collaboration of ideas, and you know, people would bring in a piece of artwork or whatever and we would try to make it better or move things around or whatever, make it more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And then we would present it back to them and say, here's what I've come up with. What do you think? And we would work back and forth until we, to coin the phrase, arrived at a piece ready to go to print. And I don't, you know, I mean, these people are sincere. Why don't they just, you know, be decent and say, look, here's here's our ideas, here's where we disagree with you, but here's where we agree with you, and try to bridge those gaps of of where we agree and be decent about it because they're not being decent here at all, and that's what saddens me. Um, and that's I totally agree. And uh, to further add on that point, I would say that you know I think that some of these people are, are feeling that they're not being listened to when Jacques and Roxanne disagree with them about something. And if that's the only, in some cases, you're right. You know, sometimes somebody is not listening to you. But in some cases, you're going to have to recognize that even going through the idea of peer-reviewed studies and talking to other scientists about something, you're going to go into a situation and find out that you're wrong. And you need to be very careful 
about making um, assumptions about the motivations of people or saying that they're closed-minded. You have to be very careful about it because that also can also just be a reflection of your own ego trying to justify to you, no, I wasn't wrong. You know, no, I don't need to be insecure about this. They were wrong. They're closed-minded. So before you go making that accusation, look very closely at yourself first and ask yourself, why am I saying they're closed-minded? What data do I have to state that they're closed-minded? You know, as opposed to just using it as your blanket get-out-of-jail-free card for the possibility that you could be wrong. You know, the reasons why I... Because, you know, I've had my own projects that I thought about doing, and I presented them to Jacques and Roxanne, and they didn't like it. And I was upset at first, and then I took some time to think about it, and I was like, okay, now I understand. I totally get why they feel that way. I took some time to think about it because my goal was not to go into the situation and be uh, win the argument. My goal was to go into the situation and leave it in, the, in correct thinking, you know, just like I put in my ad hominem debate tactics show, uh, that quote from Miyamoto Masashi, today's goal is to defeat yesterday's understanding. To defeat yesterday's understanding. As in you feel that you have failed if you haven't learned more about what you were studying than you knew yesterday. Well said. So that was it. Uh, anybody have any parting comments? All right. Say goodbye. All right. <laughs> Thanks again for another great show, Neil. Appreciate uh, the invitation. Okay. All right. You guys all take care. Thank you for tuning in to V-Radio.